I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and this is The Irrelevant, a podcast about unimportant subjects. Now, one of the things that I feel I have at least a little bit of knowledge on, or more so than the average person, is podcasts themselves. I've been listening to them for a while. I've been making them for a bit. I have some takes on them. I don't consider myself an authority, but at the very least, I've listened to plenty of podcasts. Um, You could say that I've listened to 10,000 hours of podcasts, so now I'm an expert. Except, if you were to say that, you would be being a fool. And that's what this episode is going to be about. One of the things that I'm gonna start doing here on The Irrelevant is kind of start looking at podcasting as a whole. Kind of give a report or like a criticism, if you wanna call it that, or more so just kind of bring to the forefront and start a discussion around podcasts themselves and the big players in it. I feel like there's very few people actually doing that. Um, Like there used to be a really good series on the AV Club that would discuss podcasts on a weekly basis. Uh, Vulture has one now by Nick Kwa, which is very good. And I think he's arguably the best person talking about podcasts right now. Um, But I still feel, despite the fact that it's now getting old as a medium, like it's been around for at least almost 20 years now, I think the discussion around podcast as a medium is still mostly just about who's trending and who's not, and not about the art form or the thoughts and thinkers that move within it. Um, And so I kind of want to do that. And I brought up the 10,000 hours because one of the people that I kind of want to focus on is on Malcolm Gladwell. I think Malcolm Gladwell has done more damage to intellectual thinking in the United States than almost anyone out there. (laughs) That may be a hot take, but I 100% believe it. Um, And one of my big problems with him is his reductionist thinking. At some point, um, he took what was one fact and kind of just ran with it and kind of try and milk as much out of it as possible. And those things turn out to be false and people don't care because people kind of want the world to be like that. And I feel Gladwell is just one of the people that has benefited from this. Um, And he's one of the people that has kind of done it in a seemingly less threatening way. Um, Because in a lot of ways, he's very similar to his buddy, Jordan Peterson, who is also from the University of Toronto, who also um, kind of provides a one fact type of solution to how the world works. Um, Just reductionist thinking and a denial of mystery and an air of certitude around them, which is honestly harmful and hurtful. And now Gladwell is one of the biggest podcasters around. I must admit that I feel like I am in the legacy of Gladwell. Um, I, I tell stories in a very similar way to him. I've described myself as a Gladwellian storyteller. And because of that, I can see the fault in his style and in his system. And again, I'm not kind of saying that I am Malcolm Gladwell. He's incredibly rich. <laughs> he's a PhD. He's a professor. He's. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm just saying the way in which he's framed the world and presented it and the perce- and the reception that people have had about it is dangerous. And he knows it too. We're going to talk about his podcast episode called Outliers Revisited. Uh, it was just, it was released probably three episodes ago. It was 
published on September 15th, I believe, 2022. Um, and in it, Gladwell talks about his most famous book, the book that made him Gladwell, uh, the 10,000 hours book, right? And how it's shaped higher education. Uh, he points out that his goal was to kind of illustrate how the system is rigged against certain factors. And instead what happened is that people took that as advice on how to have the system rigged in their favor. He focuses on age in terms of college admissions to an Ivy League school, in this case, Penn University. And he goes in there and he sees that all of the kids that are there now, which are the result of his, like, which most of them, their parents read Outliers, or at least they would be around at the time when Outliers was blowing up. Um, all of them kind of demonstrate one of the factors that he said was incorrect in determining success, which is they're older. Um, so he posits that parents are not holding back children purposely to kind of give them an unfair advantage. And he proves it by having these Ivy League kids kind of show that, yeah, they're older and they have a lot of privilege because they're older. And he offers them an idea to kind of have like age-weighed exams to school as opposed to just any exams, and none of them will take it. Um, and he concludes his podcast by saying, I don't blame them. This is what happens when we give up on fairness as an essential principle. All that remains is cynicism. The students at Penn do not see the point of changing the system because their parents did not see the point of changing the system. And their parents didn't see the point because the schools didn't see the point. And the schools, for goodness sake, can't even rise from the slumber of their indifference to see that it makes no sense to give everyone an assessment test on the same day. We game the things that we've given up on. He said, I tried my best in Outliers, but I subtitled the book, The Story of Success. And if I learned anything from that afternoon, it's Penn. Is that what we want? Is that we want to think about success as a word to describe ourselves or our own progress, but it's not really people who are successful, it's the systems around us. And that's good and all. But throughout this whole episode, Malcolm Gladwell once again presents a very reductionist idea as something that'll fix the system or the problem. If you notice there at that statement in the end, Gladwell says, that having an assessment test on the same day is the problem with college admissions. That the SAT shouldn't be given or the admissions exam, whatever, should not be given on the same day. That it instead should be weighed so that every student takes it at the same amount of days since they were born, at X days old, right? So 17 years and 200 days, whatever. Not that everyone takes it at that same time, but it's a different day for every student because every student is born at a different day. That's great. But that's not going to solve the issue of Ivy League schools having elite students only in them, upper class students with an insane amount of privilege. And that's my problem with Gladwell. He presents, he shows that apparently he has some issue with the fact that outliers kind of failed in pointing out that the system is broken. And he says, well, this is how we fix the system with one idea. And that's just so reductionist and so arrogant to assume and think that this one 
thing would solve the entire issue with colleges. And maybe I'm being unfair, but Gladwell is just, I don't think he's learned. If he did, I don't think he would have released this. There's this part where um, he presents this idea of weighted, of like, of not having day, not having it. He presents this idea to the students of not having entrance exams on the same day. And the students are not enthusiastic about it. And then he goes on to say, I've never seen less enthusiasm for a great idea in my life. And it's a great idea because it's his idea. And that's the biggest problem with Gladwell. And people like Gladwell. They assume that they can solve the world's problems because their ideas are the best ideas. But the world isn't about ideas. And kind of seeing this, like the fact that this all takes place around an Ivy League school shows how detached from the world, shows how detached from the real world he actually is. Because admissions to Ivy League schools don't really matter or change anything. But it just kind of tickles the itch of his audience who kind of aspires to be Ivy League or have their kids be Ivy League. And yet here I am listening to Gladwell. All of this to say, he hasn't learned. He's still dangerous. He's still rich. He's going to keep being rich because now he just gave him another simple solution. And in a year, he's going to release another episode and complain about how nobody listened to his great idea and nothing will change. Um, but yeah, that's the Gladwell report. I'll report back with some more. I'll keep listening to him. If you have any podcasters or podcasts that you want me to um, kind of listen and report on, on this angle, uh, please let me know. But that's it for this episode of The Irrelevant. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong.